This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. One, two, three. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. And welcome to. Shh. I'm watching, watching a movie. A movie. On today's very special episode, Alex is paying me back for watching Twilight. I'm making you watch the boy version of Twilight. <laughs> yeah. Uncut Gems. You know what's funny? It's a good yeah. movie. Yeah. I just can't stand it. It's a, it's, it, I love this movie so much. I think it is maybe like in my top movies ever because, I don't know, because it's so tense and it's, I think it's really fun and weird. And, well, I just hate that Adam Sandler like is dating a younger girl. And, like, which is like, makes... I think like, like, no, that feels so good to me of like, he's da- <laughs> like it, it makes the character make so much more sense of he's dating a younger girl and is married and hates it is, is so funny to me. Like the, like all the weirdness, all the idiosyncratic parts of it paint a more beautiful picture. I, I mean, it's, it's not unrealistic it's very realistic i mean yeah. it's also a movie about unobtainium but um <laughs> that was my tweet that i tweeted when i watched it and several yeah. people liked it i don't have yeah. a good twitter game i guess would be the uh, no neither do i how do uh, people get the most likes i've ever gotten was like 80 and that was like a big old day yeah <laughs> it was a big uh, day <laughs> shall we start it yeah let's start it it's longer uh, than i thought it feels you know what i'll give it that it feels short it's fast. All right, you ready? Three, Deep two, two one, nine. go. We're back Ba-boom. to not being in the same room as each other because I don't know if you know this, but it's COVID still. Yeah, that, this sucks. I fucking It's hate. worse than it's ever been. I know. <laughs> I, I fucking hate, like, this whole uh, winter is going to be terrible. You know, I've just accepted it now, and, I, and I've yeah. made the vow to not, um to like really exercise i think i like lightly exercise last winter but it's like, yeah i'm gonna like fucking sweat so that um my brain doesn't go crazy i guess be the yeah. long and the shorter how come you're not oh. making me watch the robert pattinson one of him um why didn't i choose the robert pattinson movie uh i actually i think i just enjoy this movie more uh-huh. if that makes sense like i was thinking about it but i'm like oh i think I would probably talk about this movie more in the good game than I would about good game. Yeah. Although I really do enjoy good game. And um, I, I think good game feels like uncut gems 0.5. Mm-hmm. Although some people feel like uncut gems feels like good game too. Interesting. Um, is this, so this viral is, picture that's going on with Robert Pattinson? Is this uh, out, like from good, good game? Like, him? yeah. Okay. It's I from, was wondering. From, yeah. Yeah. I think it's like a set photo. Of him looking disheveled as he does through most of Good Game. Yeah, yeah, he looks um, he looks not disheveled. He looks like um like he's super high on like a scary drug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I like uh, uh uh so this is directed by the Safdie brothers, which um make tense movies where people talk the entire time, mm. which uh. More like uh, my family uh, dinner. <laughs> honestly, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I, so, so good game is I think what most people saw first by them. 
and good game was uh kind of them figuring out how to make this super tense like chaotic style work for them because before that there's a movie um oh, can't remember the name of it but it's about a like heroin addict mm. and about like her and like the entire time people are talking but it's like a slow like very th- introspective movie um that like works for it like it's the same like watching it is like weird whiplash of like you it has this like tone where everyone's kind of talking over top of each other but instead it's a bunch of heroin addicts just not listening to each other talking <laughs> and but it's like a slow like introspective movie whereas like then good game becomes this like thriller and then uncut jumps is like he's always running around and yelling at people um and i i uh, I, I think it's, if you like these movies i highly recommend watching whatever the I, I literally can't, daddy long, long legs i think it is i can't remember i don't know the movie is right I before don't know these guys very well i just know that they did this in good time good game <laughs> good game good game or good good time oh man i'm getting everything I wrong know, it's oh. gonna be a good time um yeah, so uh, here's just... my connection to the movie. I've been to the Diamond yeah. District in New York. Oh. <laughs> Have you been? I've never been. I didn't know it was real until I watched this movie. Oh, yeah, it's very real. Have you not seen Marathon Man? Uh, Yes. Okay, yeah, so then I do know it's real. From... I just assumed it would, like went away. Like, you know, like most of New York is just condos now. Like, I just assume the Diamond District doesn't exist anymore. No, it's there. It's like where, is this a colonoscopy? I forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it goes from the diamond out of the colonoscopy, which you know is like, what? I think it's to be one of those cuts that's like talked about in film school for oh. <laughs> years, you know, like the like the bone to the spaceship kind of thing. Okay. You know, what's funny about a colonoscopy. Yeah. This looks I've had my um, throat looked at and my your throat yeah. looks just like that. Your butthole looks like your throat. We're basically giant donuts, you know? Well, what's weird is that it's mirrored, right? Like your cervix is made up, like as a female, my cervix is made up of the same material as my my cervix. Like why is that? Like what's, yeah, isn't that fucking weird? And so like if you have a sore throat, like it affects down there Mm. and vice versa. Isn't that fucked? Weird. Yeah. Anyways, I've had a colonoscopy. It's no good. It's not a good time. <laughs> I, no, no one, no one, no one's talking about how good a colonoscopy is. I'm just saying it's not um, a good time. Like their first movie, good time. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> good game. Um, good game. I seriously, just I feel like when I do podcasts, there's so many people just yelling at how much they're like mad at the podcast. I yell at me podcasts. just saying wrong things. That's why I stopped listening to what do you call it? Fucking my favorite murder. They got yeah, so many get, things wrong, and I would scream. Get, if you know anything about whatever they're talking about, you're just so mad about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's really great when you know nothing of what they're talking about. But the best is, but it was an earlier episode, and then they went back when they came to Toronto and they like did it right. But like one of their like earliest, like maybe the fourth episode, they did Paul Bernardo, and they couldn't remember oh, if yeah. it was Toronto or Montreal, and they were like, mm. <laughs> and I was like, it's so different. <laughs> yeah anyways but yeah so i've been to the diamond district um i think it's on mm-hmm. i want to say it's on sixth avenue mm. it's like if you or if you keep walking on fifth avenue it's like it's either parallel or yeah. connected to fifth avenue and yeah mm. you go and you buy diamonds for expensive and or for cheap yeah i that's, uh <laughs> i love every actor in this movie 
They're all, like, I love the, the basketball I think it's player. One of the, oh, yeah. Kevin Garnett's amazing. Yeah. But it feels like maybe one of the best cast movies I've ever seen. Like everyone, like the, the major actors are crazy. And then they also have like all these weird side characters that like I've listened to interviews with the directors and they're basically just real people. Like, oh, yeah. Like that makes half sense. the characters in the movie are like guys in the Diamond District or like people they just met uh living in new york that they're weird dudes like they're weird dudes who like talk to everybody yeah you know it's like my like dad? you're kind of one of those people oh yeah i think your dad like, like my dad just will have a full conversation like... with a stranger but we'll sit in silence for lunch yeah <laughs> yeah they, they they feel like those kind of guys where they, they're just seem to always be um meeting people yeah yeah because they're there's something they're like going after something in their lives like they're they're constantly like this person fucked them over and it's this person's problem so i gotta go and i gotta meet 15 other people and blah 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 like they're just yeah exhausting human oh no i'm sure they're so tiring yeah like i i'm sure they've never like like how i lead my life they would find uh, like exhausting like they would find so tiring they would hate it Uh, alex is it your internet or I, my internet that's bad? I'm trying to figure this out. I have no idea. It's weird. I have no you're idea. Just, you're terrible, but this is fine. Oh, really? Yeah. You're fine. Oh, okay. It might, might, might be me. Any hoodle. Um, I think Adam Sandler I, is good. I don't think he's mm-hmm. a revelation. I'm just going to put it out there. I think he should have been nominated. I mean, let's see who the nominees are. Can you look? I can't Google like I usually can because I'm recording. Okay, I'm Googling. Um, um, because this sorry. year specifically, yeah. If Joaquin Phoenix won, uh, yeah, yeah. he had the he had the room to be nominated. It's twenty nineteen. Oh, I hate this. I hate this room with women. Ugh. I here's what I have to say: is that like the the beginning of this movie does so much work that I don't think people give it granted for of like, it gives you the diamond district gives you his girlfriend gives you the door lock that shows up way later. It also gives, gives you, you the unobtainium. Owe, yeah. It gives you the unobtainium, gives you the like, he owes money, gives you character yeah, in no, like no. five minutes in like, it's so good. No, they're very good. Oh, one of the safties uh, edited it. Uh, I saw a clip of of Adam Sandler, like Cindy Crawford for like MTV News went and interviewed backstage at Saturday Night Live in like 1993 yeah. or something, or maybe even 91, whenever Adam Sandler was there. And he was just a baby. Yeah. And they were both talking, being like, we're the same age. Like, isn't it crazy that we're so successful at this young age? <laughs> Shut up, both of <laughs> you. But um, what was funny was that backstage, Chris Farley was so... Mm smooth with cindy crawford i was like this guy is putting the moves on and he is doing it good like he gets it It, he gets it like he was being so charming in such a specific way and made her like so at ease adam sandler did not scott rudin yeah uh scott rudin does everything but i hear he's a bit of a a, a jerk i would believe that Every everyone in this movie looks so greasy and is wearing gold chains, and I love it. Yeah, well, um, I mean, but the nominees to... for that year, okay. the nominees for that year are Walking Phoenix, Antonio Banderas for Pain and Glory, Leonardo DiCaprio for Once Upon a Time, Adam <laughs> Driver in Marriage Story, and Jonathan Price in The Two Popes. Oh, you trying to tell please. me Adam Sandler doesn't belong? 
please, Jonathan Price, get out of there. Get out of there. Jonathan Price, Ontario Banderas, honestly, I'd even lose Leonardo DiCaprio above Adam Sandler. Yeah, Leo was good. Well, you know what, though? Here's the thing about Leo. That was a very good Leo performance. And if you're going to nominate Leo for other things, it, it doesn't make sense to not nominate him for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But I'm one of those people that thinks that Leo maybe shouldn't have been nominated so many times. Like, Maybe we could have done yeah. without a Blood Diamond nomination, a Departed nomination, <laughs> yeah. a Revenant Man, nomination. Blood Diamond, he's garbage. In the, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just Wolf of Wall Street for me, please. An Aviator nomination. Like maybe all of those nominations yeah. not necessary. But I'm just a little That's a, a, Another aside for that one for Wolf of Wall Street and Aviator. This movie, and I think the existence of this movie is because um, your uh, Scorsese is a producer on this. Oh. Uh, which makes... Makes so much sense, right? Scorsese's daughter is in the new yeah. Luca Wardini, Wardino. I don't know how to say his name. Um, the guy who yeah. did Call Me By Your Name's television show. And can I say something? Oh. That TV show? I don't enjoy. And I'm so sad about it. That, that honestly, I feel like you, like you enjoyed the story and like the romance of Call Me By Your Name, but I don't think you enjoyed like the filmmaking or I, the like. I, I like the filmmaking. I don't think I care about his writing. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because I tried to watch I Am Love and I was okay about I Am Love and a bigger splash. I was okay about it too. A bigger splash kind of sucked. Um, mm. You know, and then, and then you have like Merchant Ivory or whatever. Ivory Merchant. What's yeah. his name? No. Merchant Ivory is two people and one of them is dead. So something Ivory <laughs> wrote um, Call Me By Your Name. Uh, yeah. and and can't go wrong with that script. He did even a better mm-hmm. job than the book. I definitely yes. Oh, look, he's um, Stanfield. I love this man. Yeah, uh, he's so like he's such a good actor. Like everything he's in, he's like a whole different character, and it oh. always makes sense. Oh, he's the oh my god, those Furbies! I actually would friggin' love one of those bejeweled Furbies. Oh yeah, I. I was saying that this is the most 2012 movie that's ever existed. Like it is like a, supposed to be like a period piece in the sense that it's like 2012 and it's like the old blackberries. Everyone's obsessed with the weekend for some reason. Uh, like a bejeweled Furby being just out of style is like feels so right. For but the fact that that guy would still have a bejeweled Furby and like think he could yes. sell it really yes. speaks to oh, the type yes. of person that he is. Yes, it 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 does. Yeah. That's another reason I, I just love it. Is like every part of it feels like I'm watching a documentary in some ways. Yeah. And but then it's so like amped up and and on fire the whole time. Like even like this where he's just like this should be the most boring exposition, but it feels like well, tense. And you're just well, trying to sell to Kevin Garnett, like you know. Because because it is. Um... So, like, I worked at that watch store, and let me tell you, that watch store had big this energy. And it is tense, because these men are so trying to prove themselves. Yes. It's all about status. It's all about cash. How much cash do you have? Oh, you carry it. You can only pay for this in cash. And you got to buy it in the next 15 minutes. Otherwise, blah, blah, blah is going to happen. And, okay, I'll buy it, but can you you better prove what it's worth. And, like, there's so much bullshit for, like, a watch. And so, yeah. and so, yeah, it's tense. It's tense. They're also spending money that maybe they don't have, that maybe they've gambled, yeah. that like it's, it's, all, it's all emotional and they're acting that it's like uh, a rational decision they're making. Yeah, I think like 
yeah i I mean like that's i love movies about um men being like i'm gonna say men like 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 men being like but that's untrue like men being trapped by manhood and not realizing it which i think like some people view as like being like celebratory and i view it as very sad and tragic it is tragic this is the definition it's it's funny yeah sexism hurts men yeah 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 yeah. Like he's like Adam Sandler is trapped. Like he do- he doesn't want to do any of this, but he doesn't realize how trapped he is. And like I think on every side of his life he's pushed that like money needs to be higher. He needs more money. His status is tied to money. His like, worth is tied to money. Yeah. And yeah. and like stuff. Their worth is yeah. is stuff. And that's an exhausting I, endeavor. Yeah. I mean, we all have that, right? Like I feel like a lot of our yeah. worth is tied to like our productivity and like are we being hired? working are we popular and yeah. what we're doing and blah 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 but this seems stupider for some reason i don't know why maybe i'm just being i think it's because if you think of all the productivity stuff looking like um like all this productivity stuff if if it, if it was made physical rather than like i have the script i have this idea i have this whatever i'm working on this project if it was if all of that was just gold bars it would look insane mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> like, well, because this is very literal. What we're talking is metaphorical, yeah. and it makes it seem yeah. like classier or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but this is literal. This is like literally. This is cash, and I'm selling you this for cash. This watch is yeah. worth thirty thousand dollars. Therefore, I trade. Blah. Yeah. This obtainium, unobtainium. Yeah. But also, I just want to also point out that the delivery guy we we just missed. You would never face. see a guy like that. Yeah, we never see a guy with that kind of face in regular movies. Like only they would put in. Yeah, and that's another thing. I, it's like this whole movie looks like real people, and it made me so happy to watch. But you know what it reminds me of is The Sopranos is kind of like that too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They 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 just like bring on people that look right for the part. And yeah. I think at one point they even had a contest to be like Beyond The Sopranos, and it was this woman one, and she was in like the fourth season, and she was someone's wife. I can't remember the character's mm. name. And she was she was great. I'm so happy she won that contest. She was so good. She just looked like a regular wife yeah. of a 50-something Italian dude in New Jersey. And like I get why like the system's set up to like benefit beautiful people and put beautiful people on screen, but like I think the movies that really have a lot of staying power are the ones that are look like and are made to look like it's just real people hanging out. Like even Adam Sandler looks worse than Adam Sandler normally does. Yeah, he looks awful. Kevin Garnett. Like, mm-hmm. is this a period piece because that game actually occurred in 2012? Yes. So that okay. so the so they taught I listened to them about a podcast. I got real obsessed with this movie when it came out. Okay. I listened to them on a podcast and they talked about um they had this script and they had it like it was like technically written like way earlier and they like got obsessed with the diamond district and like would always hand the diamond district and like blah blah and they wanted it where it had to be like a series final game at any point um where it was like a win a loss a win or or the other way around or whatever they, oh, okay. they needed like that pattern in the game in the in the series right okay and they needed to get a a star player from that and so originally it's going to be like a different player and then a different, then he fell through and then a different player and they rewrote the script. And it's like this. And eventually the like Kevin Garnett was like, I want to get into acting. And they met with Kevin Garnett and they 
do not like like, like going into the meeting like we don't like kevin garnett uh, and then because like, he's kind of known as like being like the bad bot the, the bad boy of basketball and like oh it won't really fit the script like no one believe this like blah blah and they met kevin garnett and it's like oh it's all an act it's all like this and he's like a really thoughtful person and really smart and like instantly kind of got what they were going for and like they rewrote the script of kevin garnett and he like bent over backwards to make sure this movie was going to be made he's very good i think he's um yeah. what do you call it like so natural yeah. You know, like we all love LeBron and like Trainwreck and stuff like that. But you can tell yeah. he's acting and you can tell that he's like just a little bit uncomfortable. But this just seems like he's like, but I guess yeah. that's just the type of script it is, too. It's type of script. And also, like, they film it in a weird way where they, uh, where all their cameras are really far away with these really long lenses. And they tell you to get like really close together and like oh, they'll do the whole scene that's each time such through. That's a good idea. Yeah. Like all these shots, like they're like across the room in the distance, like. And that's like, that. Uh, that's so smart because when I did, um, we'll be doing the shadows. I like to bring it up. I did. Okay. Yes. Yes. Tell us about it. Anyways, again. they because it's like documentary style. I didn't even know where the cameras were. Yeah. They hid them behind like the like the the walls. Yeah, yeah. So it, it was yeah. so easy to. Um... <laughs> Get it. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's so funny to me that he puts his elbows through the glass table. It's whoa. so funny. It's like supposed to be yeah. bulletproof glass or something. Um, yeah, so it's, well, it's, it's he keeps so telling people not to lean on the table, it. and then yeah. Well, that's true. He does tell people that. Now, like, what's the deal with this? Did you hear anything about this this unobtainium rock that they love so much? Like, is it a metaphor? Is it something that I'm missing, or is it just like like is it like what um, gamblers think luck is uh, or something? It's kind of like to and like the like the the theme of the movie is kind of like um Adam's <laughs> like every everyone's kind of like an uncut gem, right? Like everyone's kind of like 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 that gem, like that uh, that rock, like the uncut gem could be cut into all these beautiful things and that's what makes it so valuable. Mm-hmm. But right now it's just a rock. That's kind of weird and you look at it and you see the potential. And so it's the same with like Adam Sandler. You look at him, you can see the potential. Like he could, he looks at the game, you can see the potential, but he's like willing to cut himself up to get it. So it's like, it is a metaphor, but it's a little more of like an obtuse metaphor for the movie. And the only reason I know that is I didn't think that. I just thought it was like a MacGuffin through the movie. The only reason I know, and then it's also kind of tied to like, because you think about like the Diamond District is like Jewish. Like like that is the like heritage of the Diamond District, right? Yeah, yeah, it's Jewish. And then, and then so the point being that like this rock is from, like the Ethiopian Jews, like there's lots of different Jews as persecuted it's people, subparted. but like, but like, what are they doing? Right. Like, like it, the diamond district is them selling these rocks of the persecuted Jews to, in most cases, other Jews or black people, which could be argued as again, persecuted people. And it's like the like inhuman cycle of capitalism, oh. uh, brought to life. Um, and that it's, and you could be like, oh, it's an uncut, like they're all uncut gems, they have all this potential, but then you cut them into the shapes that need to be cut to sell. Oh, interesting. So that is the longer metaphor That's that beautiful. me half remembering. Which I was I, just going to talk I, about I, a gambling I addiction. I mean, yeah, like I think, I think that's part of it. Cause I, I like when I watched it, I was like, oh, I guess it's like uncut jam is because like, when you cut it, it's like something beautiful, but you don't know it yet. It's the same with like him gambling. It was kind of like my thought. Of uh, yeah, it was, I was thinking more like not untrue. It's a representation of like, um, yeah. like oh, if I just had this one thing, everything's gonna be okay. Mm-hmm, but it's mm-hmm. not even it's not even like fully formed anyways, and it's it's valueless unless you cut it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, 
Oh, I just, yeah, the, I, so the, this is, the this is my favorite. Stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is my favorite part of it where I was like watching this movie and I'm like, okay, like it's got like the style I like, but it's like I don't quite get what the point of this movie is yet. And then he immediately goes and pawns the NBA ring to put a larger bet down is where I'm like, this movie is going to be great. Because it's like, it's what I was saying. Like, it's, the tra- it's like the trap of... It's also Thanks. like so this, it's a mixture of like it's very realistic and this is something that would happen in, in for this human being because he's like a fucked yes. up gambler or whatever but it's also yeah. um very exactly how you write a script. Yes, like, I know, it's yeah. It's like it's, yeah, yeah. So it's like I, a, I just it, want to talk about this this guy real fast of the mm-hmm. the guy he sells the ring to. So these two people are real world brothers who are really from the Diamond District and the the second guy who later on the movie calls Adamson their bubby uh, didn't want to be in the movie and oh. uh he was only in the movie because his brother wanted to be in the movie when they asked him his brother's like oh i'd love to be in a movie and he's like i don't know wait which one the like, shorter one or the taller the, the, one the, 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 the sitting guy this guy's better who, okay yeah 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 and then okay. that's their whole thing of they're like they enjoyed it. and and like he would only do it if his brother was in it because he didn't want to be in the movie and i, just, I think that's what makes it a better performance because he doesn't want to be there which like makes it he like hated doing this apparently oh my god i mean i get it it's a tedious job if it's not a joy for you it's like sitting around all day and then having to like memorize i don't know i get it yeah but this is like how this Um, man talks all the time right oh yeah yeah Yeah. uh uh, later on the movie he calls adam sandler bubby and uh that was not in the script he just forgot the line and just called him bubby 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 well (laughs) yeah Um, like what's wrong bubby (laughs) (laughs) that's very good actually yeah. Oh, yeah, so yeah, you're talking about gambling you're talking about gambling and then like how like this makes sense screenplay wise oh screenplay wise because okay this is the year of like there's totems and films because this is what um hmm. fucking parasite was all about too he got oh, that yeah, yeah, rock yeah. and then that yeah, yeah. rock like, the like rocks. carried him through i just think it's interesting when stuff like that happens it's it's a very similar thing it's like this like symbol yeah. of wealth and yeah and then like, the, the rock is hollow as like a hollow symbol of capital and luck and and whatnot like there is no such thing as luck it's yeah well there's different ways of writing a story right and so like this one writes a story like with the symbol of like the rock and then like yeah and, like yeah. so did parasite and then that seems to be like a very like smart way to put together themes and stuff in a movie but i think the uh, thing yeah. I, I appreciate for both of those movies about that is that like it doesn't really get in the way of the story like the symbolism of that rock isn't in the way of the story it is like just the conduit which the story travels like it's not like it's not slowing it down to explain the rock more like it does here and there but it's like no i only know about the the rock being important to parasite is because i watched the thing that told me that the rock was important and i was like oh yeah yeah. i guess it is important (laughs) but like because i've only seen parasite once but i want to i kind of want to watch it again now that i know about the symbolism yeah um every yeah everyone looks rough as shit in this movie which i love and I know it's like, like I know it's like the makeup is even like done to make them look rougher. Like they're probably dying Adam Sandler's hair and with shitty hair dye to make it look horrible. Like I love it. I also think like Adam Sandler must be having a really good time because he for sure knows these dudes and that he's like been around these dudes. Like all these guys are so happy to like express their heritage. Yeah, yeah, been yeah. Around, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, I, oh, you know Adam Sandler like apparently Adam Sandler like hung out in the Diamond District for months just researching this role and like yeah, knows and sure all, like just a, was able to blend in yeah 
And I'm sure, and like a lot of like the people in the movie, especially like the extras, are just Diamond District people. Oh like, wait, Adam is Sandler Kevin Garnett? Knows. Is he a Celtic? Yeah. Oh. We're at the time of this. He is. Yeah. Yeah, I could see why they didn't want him because people really hate Boston teams. That's a thing yeah. I learned this year when the Raptors was against Boston. It's like I don't fucking care about anything other than that we beat Boston dead. <laughs> I'm not a big like. Here's here's the strength of this movie is I'm not a big sports guy. And I understood that context <laughs> within. I didn't the, know. Uh, and and then like I'm not a big sports guy, and like this movie's a lot about like gambling and and sports, and it still gets me into it. Yeah, also, but a uh, uh, fucking uh, uh, what's her face as the wife is great. Adina Menzel. Uh, no, what's yeah. her name? Adele Nadine. <laughs> yeah. Have you watched? Have you rewatched when he says it? He says it with such. Um, like it's like a horse getting yeah. away from him being like oh god it's coming out of my mouth <laughs> he cannot say he it, says, right? the wickedly talented the wickedly wonderful adela z <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny did um, i ever tell you my 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 adina mazel Madel, the what adele mazim story uh, <laughs> <laughs> no you better uh, so n- not quite um oh, so she was doing a right. She was doing a taping of live stuff in Toronto and the girl I was dating at the time called me up and was like, hey, you want to come see Adina Mazel?" And I was like, who? Like, I like, had no idea who she was. You weren't one of the wicked kids? <laughs> no. You weren't a wicked, a wicked head like of... me? <laughs> and then she got in, like a weird thing of being like, no one wants to go with me. It's like on Groupon for like 20 bucks and like I really want to go. And so... I'm like, ah, I'm getting a weird fight. And I'm eventually like, fine, I'll give, I'll spend 20 bucks to go see it. It wasn't the greatest relationship. Let's just put it there. <laughs> okay. And, sure. and then, um, I don't want to go. I don't really have the 20 bucks. I'm super broke. And I go to go watch it. And I watch this whole show of her singing songs. And I'm just trying to figure out who she is. I'm like, who is this lady? <laughs> you weren't in awe of her like immense talent. You weren't aware. I don't care. But it was like, it was at like some like, <laughs> what? I make it so people so mad by saying this. Is this. really upsetting. Including okay, my girlfriend at the time, who was getting madder and madder at me, like just kind of, of like great... confused and miser- miserable watching this woman. So it was it was at like some opera house thing, like some like opera thing downtown, and there's like seats behind the stage, like on the on the balcony, and that's where all the Groupon seats were. We're like on balconies behind the stage and they're filming it and they can clearly see me and I'm just confused <laughs> and staring and pouting. And then at some point I'm like, I have to go to the washroom. Let's go to the washroom. I just kind of like wander around this opera house for a bit. Like I was like, I, I was in a weird fight with her and I was like, this is my weird passive aggressive oh, move. I wasn't helping the situation. No, that's not and nice. And then we get in it. We get in a huge fucking fight on the way home for being like, I want to do a nice thing with you. And this is like my thing. And I was like, I don't know who this fucking woman is. <laughs> And even though did she sing "Defying Gravity"? Yes, that's what I. That's why I put it together. And you didn't. You weren't transported to another time and place. It was good. <laughs> oh my god! Well, you what's really her, don't like her husband. The leader. Her Versus husband Tay comes Diggs. out and they do. Yeah, her husband comes out and they do a rent song together, and the you place goes insane. You saw Adina Menzel and Tay Diggs sing a rent song together, and you didn't care. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm making you watch Uncut Gems. You this should put is, that together. Like this is so upsetting. Oh, this is actually so upsetting. I can't believe you did that. Uh, they divorced them. FYI, that makes and sense. They didn't really Tay seem to have Diggs, chemistry on that stage. <laughs> yeah, well, 
And then Tay Diggs, uh, <laughs> Tay Diggs was on season two of Selling Sunset. Y'all watch oh. Selling Sunset? Yes. Uh, he uh, bought a me house. And Maul, me and Ma watched Selling Sunset. Or Ma watched Selling Sunset straight through. I don't think she slept. She just started watching it. It, it was unbelievable. I, I thought I was going to be okay about it. But it's the same people that did The Hills. And so whatever that thing yeah, that yeah. got me with The Hills, it got me good with Selling Sunset. Well, it got her good too because she, she's the daughter of power real estate agents. Like not the <laughs> same really? level of, 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 selling, of selling Sunset. Is, are like, her parents two haunted twins called the Oppenheim <laughs> Those men, oh no, those, those those men, men are, are who upsetting. would be in the Diamond District like pretending oh, they were big yes. shocked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Uh, they are the worst men I've ever seen. No, her, her mom... Her her dad's a weird old guy, but her mom is like the grown up version of any of those women, and her sister is like one of those women today. Really? And so, and she that hates is, them. Like, oh, Mollison is a she's a the, she's a real black sheep. Black sheep, yeah. I was like, what's the term? Yeah. <laughs> no, she's a real black sheep of that family. And interesting, uh, she's she, nothing like that. No, no, no. And so she watched that like a horror movie, like oh wide eyed, like. <gasps> Let me put it is we were pitching television and I, there was like some like like her mom's birthday or something I had to go to. And it was the same day I was pitching like we pitched like CBC or something. And Mollison trying to explain that like I had to be on a phone with Connor and Callum to like clean up a pitch to finally send off after the like clean up like a pitch doc to finally send off after the pitch. She did not understand the concept of pitching television until she explained it in the same concept of trying to sell a house. Of being like, uh, she being only like, okay, understands house. <laughs> yeah, she only understands houses. <laughs> hey, like she, she was a little drunk. Watched... It was. Oh no! Well, yeah. No, I was gonna say, Malson yeah. should watch that show, Dead to Me, because that's what that's about. She too. has. She yeah, has. Yeah, she would like it. <laughs> yeah. And then so like I and like I watched Dead to Me and like she watched it and being like, oh, this is a cool show about like about like relationships and marriage and blah 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 and then her mom called her to be like you should watch dead to me it's an excellent show about real estate i don't know what's happening with uh, real estate's a very small part of it but it's still pretty there smith and walensky yeah. i think that's a that's a steakhouse right so this is this is um i'm gonna put this i remember watching this and being like this feels like an insane scene written oh my by god men. look at her butt though Oh no, she's great but like this <laughs> yeah, the she's thing a where great she, actor <laughs> no no she i i she Yes. Um, wow. Yeah, she does have an absolute. Anyway. <laughs> it's okay. I'll take it. This is my this is my karma for making you watch Twilight. Um... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but there's like her, like like him hiding in the closet, typing to her, like sexting with her, and him watching. And like I get like the character version of this being, but the way she reacts to it is where I'm like, oh, this is very much like written by dudes who don't understand. <laughs> There's no or fucking really way. First of all, she's alone. Is she expecting him to come over? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she is expecting him to come over. Because I was like, because all this clothes are off immediately. Like, you're not keeping those clothes. Yeah. They are so uh, uncomfortable. Um, yeah. But also, like, it's, she's so yeah. perfect the way she's being sexual that it's like, she also would do something super embarrassing that he wouldn't. <laughs> if yeah, he yeah, was yeah. watching. It'd just be her, like, no, just be her, like, in the washroom, just shitting for yeah. hours until <laughs> farting sore but i feel like um why is he in the closet did i miss something is he gonna scare he, her he got in he got he got in early and was like trying to be sexy pretending he's not there yet and like gonna surprise her 
it's not sexy. It's very scary. To no, no, I, I think so too. I think the reaction should be very scary. I think he thinks it's sexy. See, like the fact that she's actually doing stuff, uh, there's a large, yeah, like how long yeah. have they been dating? There's a large chance that she wouldn't be doing it. <laughs> yeah, of, of her like, of her like touching herself is like, no, like no one's ever done that. <laughs> this is my big annoyingness with movies like this in general though. So women aren't a main part of the story, right? Like, I get it. It's not, I don't need she, women to she, be the main part she, of anything. She helps. I understand. She and helps I know the... she's important to the story. But we have to make and sure that we sexualize the fuck out of her before she gets his... to develop a character. Just just in case. I would not, I, that, you, no, you, you make a very good point. Okay. <laughs> I would argue. I would, I would argue. And, I, I'm, I'm, and, and you'll, I think you'll understand this, too, of that, like, the reason she's so sexualized in this, to me, is a symbol that, like, He's trying to get like, it's it's part of the status and the wealth, and like she's just an object to him the same way his wife was an object. Yeah, to yeah, him. and she's the also same. like fulfilling then, a role, and then that type of guy yeah. would like that type of girl. But but that's very yeah. like, it, it, do, do you see the nuance and the interestingness that's being put into Adam Sandler's character that the female character yes, no, no. doesn't doesn't her her nuance is that she wears like three piece lingerie. Yeah, I think later on, I think she has a little more. She's good. To I, her. I actually really like her a lot, um, and I like an I like all the work she the, does in the second yeah. half of the the movie. I, yeah, this is nothing against but the I, actor. I, no, no, but I get what, what you mean, like introducing her sexually, and I and I'm just saying that, like, I think like how you introduce a character is very important to how they. Well, stick because in your they're brain. they're being like, this is why he likes her because his wife's a nag yeah, who yeah. watches um, Real Housewives, and his girlfriend is a sexy and wears like lingerie, and it's like. I don't give a shit. I don't give a fuck about that anymore. I don't yes. give a goddamn yes. fuck about that story. I understand that this is the story, but I just don't care. I don't care. My brain just goes. No, no, I, 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 I get your, I get your argument. I Look 100% at these get your two argument, and I think you're terrifying. Men. <laughs> oh, they're. I love them. <laughs> they're they're also two people that like apparently are like old New York guys who like know everybody and like tell all these stories and they want them in movies forever. They look very unhealthy, like, like like they need to eat a vegetable. That is like everyone in this movie looks like a good cucumber will solve most of their problems. Yeah, like even Lakeith looks, he looks tired. Yeah. Oh man, I he is it. such a good actor because he was in this really shitty romantic comedy that was on Netflix called Something Great or Something Next. It's with the girl from Jane the Virgin. She's so good. So it's with mm-hmm. the star of Jane the Virgin. And he's the love interest, and they like have a breakup, and it's about like her night and like missing him and blah blah blah. And like mm. she's just a different person in that movie, but he's still so mm. cool and laid back. The dream, yeah. Well, I mean, like, go between like this and like, um, what's the other one he's in that I liked? Atlanta, uh, is it, yeah, Atlanta. And like, think about how different those characters are, yet similar, yet they both you know, feel like real and lived. And like, I've never seen Atlanta. Really? I was streaming it. You love it. I know. I was streaming it on like a put locker or like a couch tuner. Yeah. And the, the quality was so shitty that I, I couldn't focus. I was like, Ugh, I can't get into it. Everyone's talking too quiet. And, and then I oh gave up. And I never tried again. I should have just, I should, if I really want to. Okay. Let's say that this lockdown gets real intense. Maybe I'll buy it on iTunes. It's. I think you'd really like it. It's really funny. It's like one of the last few like hard comedies I've seen. Okay. Um, I love this part of the guy kind of dodges him. 
and the guy kind of dodges adam sandler and he just spends the rest of like the next 20 minutes of the movie texting him endlessly with no chill like what's happening (laughs) well i mean yeah he is a really good well-written character you know he reminds me of my mom has a friend who has a husband who she does not like and uh and like he is this world he's so hyper yeah and i think he used to be like a former like coke addict but um but like really hyper always on the take always like try to tell you about something and like it's so in your face there's just an energy mm. that these men all share and I, it's no good <laughs> it's I, not fun to be around i do think i do think that like he uh uh how do i explain this like yeah if he was in real life he'd be exhausting in a way that like no one ever has been before um but also uh uh the only thing i would add this movie is like you just gotta see him get coked out is like the only way to make it more realistic of just him (laughs) railing coke but i do respect the choice to not show that because it makes his character more interesting well because there was a time when he did that but he doesn't do that anymore because his doctor told him that his cholesterol is too high and he's like oh i gotta cut it (laughs) yeah 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 100 100 because he doesn't need to do coke because he has the gambling to rev up his adrenaline so he's satisfying his like addiction needs yeah yeah oh yeah oh, that's a really good point I can't, I can't do cocaine anymore <laughs> um, um also, this do is, i think this that is his great. wife and that his girlfriend would be this hot nah i don't see it for him <laughs> i don't see that for him <laughs> but maybe i'm rude. i do i do in in, in not so in, in that yeah but i think his girlfriend's so beautiful and being like oh i'm like dating this like rich guy who lets me do what i want and like blah blah right. like you know you're right we live in a hellscape um <laughs> i mean she's hot enough to get with the weekend <laughs> yeah i mean that you know, part of weekend, just, uh, i love the weekend dates the most beautiful women like he he has an on again right. off again thing with bella hadid and then he before that was selena gomez yeah he's cute yeah. but he's not like slow down and i also feel like the weekend fucking sucks in person i wonder you that know? about him he has a very beautiful voice but i wonder that he might really well suck. i mean every, every single of his songs is sucks. about oh of course drake sucks he's a rich kid from <laughs> he's a rich kid who First thinks he's song. poor he's not the worst that's the worst type of person i know <laughs> when i was in grade i mean listen we're all from toronto we all have a drake story but when i was in grade yeah. 11 we're waiting in line so okay so the year i was in grade 11 there were these two kids, Bona and Charlie Curtis, who yeah. were a part of CAPIT. They were a student council. And that was the year that our semi-formals got so fucking good. Because these guys were like club yeah. promoters. Club promoters. <laughs> oh, boy. And um, all of our semi-formals were like at a club. And they got really cheap, too. All of a sudden, they were like, went from being like 30 bucks to being like $10. So everyone Sick, in the school went. And once we were waiting in line, because it took a really long time to get into these semi-formals because they had to like do a lot of security and it was right in the heart of the club district and we're all like 15. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and Drake, or whatever his name was then, Aubrey, was in a car asking if he could get in and the teachers were like, get out of here. You don't have a ticket. This is a school event. And him be like, <sighs> and drove away. We're all like, look at that fucking wheelchair guy. Because <laughs> he was on to crash. And we all made fun of him. We're like, we don't want him in here. He's not going to go to Oakwood. That's so that's funny. That's my Drake's. That's my Drake story. <laughs> uh, uh, there was a a period where like 
I really wanted to make, I mean, I, I still kind of do, and I've made, took no steps to do this, but I want to make a documentary in my life because I love documentaries so much. Of your life? Uh, no, no, uh, in, in my life, about someone oh, else. I thought you about something in, else. in your life, and I was like, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. I really want to make a documentary about, I really want to make a documentary. I think be, I've taken do no it. steps to do so, but I've, uh, I really like to. Do it. Sam's and, made a documentary. Um, she went to Ryerson Film School and made a couple. Right, Sam? Yeah, she said yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh uh one of the things that i was like researching looking into was um underage club promoters and underage clubs that'd be a great documentary and, you should do that for um, sure and like well it's, it's kind of gone away it was like i was like 20 and like researching into it You'll and also see a lot then of they all kind of went away things from teens that, like you don't want to see yeah no no and like and like i was like it started with me like being not really fasted but being like ooh, gross like what is this and uh but then i kind of uncovered like a lot of people getting arrested for child pornography and child sex trafficking um, in like underage clubs and i was like okay like if it's a documentary it's an interesting angle and blah blah and then they all started shutting down and i was like okay good <laughs> yeah okay so you're talking about all ages clubs or are you talking yeah. about clubs that let in underage people um both of just like the like in downtown toronto in like the mid 2000s and like into the early 2010s there was a lot of like all-age club nights or yeah yeah and you're saying or clubs that weren't iding those clubs were for child pornography yes (laughs) that That there there was like a rest it it was like it was yeah i remember the ads like on the radio yes yeah yeah oh man yeah and then and then uh and I would say like 90% of it was like probably pretty on the up and up and just another way to make revenue. And when like those clubs were kind of failing from the night being popular in the nineties. Yeah. And like that's what I thought the angle was. And then, uh, the more I researched it, the more I was just like people getting arrested, people getting like whatever. And like, they were often very hushed. Like it wasn't like news articles. It was like scanner plotters and whatnot that I was looking at. Um, Sounds- which is a different type of upsetting. Um, (laughs) like it sounds like you would get into really tricky legality things that would make it an impossible documentary especially at like 20 where i'm just coked out i don't know it doesn't mean that you should stop wait i don't remember this part why is he stripping him naked just to humiliate so no so he owes that guy a bunch of money and he's like he put all and he sent the photo of him having the money and not having it but it was all the money he brought onto the gambling and so as a punishment they stripped him naked and put him in the the trunk of his car right and and then that's also the guy who later on the move arno who you like you think is like some sort of kingpin who later on you find out is just like his uncle <laughs> just yeah like... but he's still a kingpin though <laughs> yeah 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 um arno is very familiar i feel like he's been in a million movies i uh, yeah i think he's a character i mean like if you're not a character actor in this movie you're you're dead you know you're you're, you're a dina menzel you're, you're not a character actor. <laughs> yeah i mean that's what i love about the safety about this movie is like the casting is so good of like either it's an actor doing like something so specific and interesting or it's like a real person basically playing themselves in a movie well the thing that's really remarkable about uh the performances from the real people is that like there's a lack of self-consciousness that it's kind of yeah. like like all of those types of you know what's really interesting this is tangentially related to what we're talking about yeah. You know, The Simpsons was good from, like, whatever, second season to, like, I- I'll give it to season 12. Honestly, 13's not bad. 
Um, just some bangers in it. But around 1213 is when the celebrity cameo voices go from being integrated into the show to being mm. like, it's very obvious that it's a celebrity and the celebrity does not know how to voice act. Whereas before, even when they would play themselves, like even like Ron Howard or like Alec Baldwin and Kim Basinger that episode, like they're playing yeah. themselves. And I know that like that's probably a bad example because those are all actually very good actors. But um, yeah. there's no self-consciousness to it. And then like yeah. an example yeah. is like apparently the episode with Lady Gaga was voted like the worst Simpsons episode of all time. And if that I was I feel like a lot in, of that's like, like homophobia five. in some whatever. Oh, really? But I, I, I know that. But I, 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 I just feel like like it's I think it's as bad as any other episode of The Simpsons from that it's era. It's different. But, I watched it. It's different oh, than yeah? other episodes. It's weird. It's like it's like they gave a half hour to like promote Lady Gaga as like a wonderful pop star. It's really not in keeping. Oh yeah. With oh, yeah. The way this it's really odd. And the humor is not like even though the Simpsons humor changed or whatever, like the humor of that specific episode is it's as if Lady Gaga looked at the script and changed things. Is Which is possible. Kind of it's like. all, it's also very yeah. possible that it's like that. Like he, uh, uh, it's also very possible that she like. How do I explain this? Like at some level, is paying to be there, or there's like vertical integration to have her. There. Yeah, synergy is the word. It's a synergistic yeah. relationship. Wait, how did he get um, out of the I've, car? I didn't look. <laughs> uh, he called. He called his wife, and his wife wow. yelled at him. Yeah, um, she shouldn't be with him. He's no. He's bad news. Well, the the whole thing is they're getting divorced during this, and that they're waiting till after what was it, Hanukkah or Yom Kippur or something. Probably Hanukkah, Yom Kippur. I think they yeah. can get divorced whenever they want. Well, I guess that is the high holidays. Yeah, maybe it's Rosh Hashanah. Maybe that Rosh Hashanah. is the it, Rosh Hashanah is I think more important than Hanukkah. Oh, it's one I can't. I literally just can't remember. It's like one of the because they have the whole scene of them celebrating the holiday and him being like, "Let's not get divorced," and blah blah. blah but oh, then um, we'll find out. We will find yeah. out. Yeah. And uh, uh, you talking about the Simpsons reminded me of, I can't remember who it was who said this to me recently, it was just like, oh, the Simpsons got bad when it was people who were influenced by the Simpsons started writing on the Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know like, what was keeping it good was like someone like Dana Gould was show running and then that John yeah, yeah. Schwartzwelder or whatever his oh, name is. Yeah, 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 yeah. He stays on for a very long time and every time his name is on an episode, it's still okay. Yeah, all the late episodes that are very good are, are Schwartzwelder. yeah. Apparently he's um I was told this by someone that I'm dating. I'm breaking COVID rules. Um uh oh, he, You're dating yeah. now, okay? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a big deal. Anyways, um <laughs> uh Sportswilder would smoke in a diner yeah. and write episodes. And then when smoking yeah. became illegal, he was so rich he the... that he just took the booth and put it in his house. Yeah. Like and so like also like the later season episodes where you're like, oh, Schwarzwelder is like the the guy for it. Mm-hmm. Um, he like wasn't in the writer's room. Like he like the later seasons, he was just kind of like a freelance guy who would just show up with scripts and they'd pay him for it because they were good scripts. Because he, yeah, he's like when, when all when all was like, I'm going to say friends, but you know what I mean? When all was like co, co-writers were kind of gone, he was like, fuck it. Like, I don't need to be here. Like I'll, these idiots don't know shit. Like, he just get into I, fights and smoke, and they told him he couldn't smoke inside anymore. He's like, "Fuck it, like I'm gone." <laughs> he did smoke so much. Conan O'Brien said that his life has been shortened by how much that man smoked <laughs> in yeah. front of him. Um, uh, I get that. 
I felt that way even <laughs> in the Skechersons. I thought you guys were all my friends, but you weren't like my original people that I came up with. And I just yeah. was getting to the point where I was like, everyone's gone. Eh, maybe I should leave. And then I had a panic and then just for laughs came calling two years later yeah um one year later how long is like during i don't know man i can't keep track of any time anymore during durian fruit remember durian fruits (laughs) i love it it smells so bad okay so someone had it as a prop i think it was phil Mm. Phil had it as a prop and a sketch. And then we cut it mm-hmm. open and everyone was like, oh, it smells bad, but it's really delicious. So a bunch of people ate it, but I didn't eat it because it was like two in the morning. It's it's legit really good. It doesn't, it doesn't taste then, like it smells at all. And then the next day or the next week, everyone's like emailing being like, did anyone else have the poo of their life after they ate that <laughs> stupid fruit? And everyone who ate that fruit had like the worst diarrhea like all week. <laughs> Jealous though. I, anything that makes me regular, you know? That's my goal in life. Oh, this whole club thing is ridiculous. Clubs are just. I've never gone. Does anyone actually have fun in a club? You've never been to a club? You've been to punk club? No, no, I've been. I I never understood them. Oh, never. Okay, so like, I think I would maybe have more fun at them now than I did when I was supposed to go to them because I would find a club that had like music that I liked. And then get the kind that, of drunk that I like to get. And then I go and dance for myself. And then I would that, that was That was like when I, I think when I understood the most was when I was going to like small bars where my friend was doing a DJ night. And it would be like gothy post-punk. And I'd be doing drugs and like having fun. That's why like someone and, like, was it Crawford or whatever. Like so lame. Yeah. But they played really yeah. good music like once a month on a Friday. And like sometimes you go and you just dance all night and it doesn't fucking matter. Well, not really a club, though. Yeah, and but like like the, all those like massive downtown clubs in Toronto, like I didn't understand. Like, well, why would we used you go? To go? We used to go because like that's just what you had to do. That, that's weird... what everyone kept telling me, and Dang. I was like, I hated it. Like, then we switched to College Street because what was happening was like we didn't all have fake IDs, yeah. and it was really hard. And then this place called Midtown on College Street. Play good music. They'd always play like good hip hop, and mm. they almost never carded. And you would dance, but like at two o'clock, right at two o'clock, they'd kick you out like immediately. Um, well, I, I think lights. that's probably like kind of true of, I and mean, I think it's just the minor age difference of that. For me, it was those massive clubs. I'm like, why am I going all the way down here and spending all this money? I hate this. I don't have this money. So blah blah. Money. And then and then it was like Ossington was like like Ossington and Dundas, not and like down Ossington was like where I would go. And it's like, that's, I think it's just, I think it's just like, a, yeah, just like two years or three. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Then that all, it was, there was a place called like Levesque Block, I think. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, what was the other one? It's still there. I remember but there now was. It's, now it's Seoul. What is everything called? Um, so, oh, yeah, yeah. And then the, there used to be the place, there used to be like Sex Laser was the night I go to. And then mm-hmm. like, um, mm-hmm. uh, what's the one where it's like. Like Uncle It's like Dewey? Half Moon or Crescent Moon or something oh, was like the name of like the the night and it was like a friend of mine DJed it and it was all like 80s post-punk and 80s like dance and it was like so, like gothy dance so you get like New Order and like Joy Division and like um yeah, that's funny. Uh, uh, The Cure and like uh, yeah, uh, you, that, you so- were... that song from Call Me By, Call Me By, uh, Call Me By Your Name and it's oh, like, just like all, 
yeah yeah it's like all yeah. like all that and it was like i loved it it was so fun and like and like new stuff like in that style like interpol and and whatever oh, that, was yeah. like, yeah, that was a really cool night yeah yeah and i also found that like those places like on dundas and even on college they would like they do like hip-hop night or whatever but, but then they would also do like a variety of music like Okay, you get yeah. there at like eleven o'clock. It's gonna be more like New Order, like that kind of like basically whiter music. Yeah. And then as the night went on, it would get like more hip hop, and that's very fun. Whereas like the clubs are just all EDM nightmare. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's even like even like the, remember there was like Comfort Zone. Um, do you ever go there on like College and Spadina? Yes. There's like an after hours. As yeah, well. I know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah. Oh, what is that? Like, place? No, no, that's not, the only one no, I've no, ever no, been no, to. No, no, no. No, no, not yoga. Across the street used to be a place called Comfort Zone below the hotel, and it was Comfort like Comfort Zone. Ugh. But it was like, kind of like, like when everyone knew about. Place, it was pretty dirty, but it was like <laughs> nice and that like and like they played cool music. No, like it was like probably one of the safer ones I've been to because like they, they 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 just kicked out any like troublemakers basically pretty quickly. Yeah. And like, is it like by the Silver Dollar Room? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was like right next to it. The Silver Dollar Room, I always wanted to go in, and then I finally got to go when I was, like, 25, and I was like, oh, isn't there? There's nothing. I saw a cool... I just like that I man cool that can... You saw oh, Coldplay yeah, yeah. there? No, no, um, Mets, before they, were, before they were a big band, I saw them there, and it was a really cool show. M- M-E-T-Z. Uh, oh, I don't know them. They're still not big they're, for they're, me. <laughs> they're, like, big in, like, a kind of, like, cool noisy rock corner of the world but like no one else cares about them well the silver uh, dollar room's claim to fame is that vince vaughn and steve buscemi got in a fight what a place for vince vaughn and steve buscemi to go like it makes sense in a way that i hate like apparently vince vaughn according to the podcast i listened to with what's his name oh my god justin long justin long's yeah. podcast is delightful because he's really sweet and like little just a little dumb but like yeah. really lovely and his friends actually i take that out because if he if i want him on the podcast <laughs> um, so anyway, he's never come um, no no i want him on the podcast take it out take it out. he's not dumb he's really smart he's really emotionally intelligent anyways um i think it's very funny you tell me about sweet. this as as adam sandler fist fights the weekend good that should happen that's what happened with steve buscemi and vince vaughn yeah but anyways yeah. he's friends with like vince vaughn and all he has is like nice things to say about him and like all the cool stuff that he said in Swingers is all improvised. Like, he always says that to, like, his friends being like, baby, I love you so much, baby. <laughs> and he'll, yeah. like, call his friends and go on, like, long monologue diatribes of how much he loves them. But I'm not surprised that he would get in a fight, like a fist fight, because I feel like he feels a lot of emotion. I, yeah, I, I, I genuinely, I generally like Vince Vaughn and stuff. I think he's had a run of kind of, like, pretty rough movies recently. Um, he was in Curb Your Enthusiasm this season, and he was shaved head. It was weird. Oh really? Was he good in it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, believe yeah, that. he was in it for like not long. That's fair. Uh, I relate hard to screing fight down the street. <laughs> oh boy, not me. Very silent. You know, you know, you know what's fight. wild? You know what's wild is that this reminds me of me in 2012 in a lot of ways too. <laughs> like, like I just am. being like on the edge of sanity. <laughs> I mean, like that seems fun, but also awful. Oh no, I don't. I don't. I do not wish to go back. Like I, I know. Like I, I don't look back on it, Rosie. I look back on it quite like, bleak, honestly. It is bleak, and I don't mean that as like drama's fun, but I just mean that yeah. to feel like so angry and then to express that anger feel seems yes. fun. 
oh, I miss screaming so much. I have nowhere to scream anymore because I used to have stage and music and I just miss it, you know? In like a very healthy way. In, in very healthy, like, I'm not going to scream in my apartment. But who, at who? Mollison, who I love so scream much? Scream at Mollison, teacher. <laughs> no, I love her so much. I just cry softly at her a lot. <laughs> Don't. I know. I never had screaming fights. Always very, like, sad discussion i i don't i don't think i've had a screaming fight since 2013 honestly which is good apparently i scream at my mom but i don't hear it stop screaming i'm like i'm not (laughs) i think you're you're loud but like we're both loud people but we're not like screaming like the difference between like us being loud and us screaming is i've never screamed at her she doesn't know what screaming at her i'm i've definitely like i've definitely (laughs) had people do that to me of being like stop screaming like i'm not screaming this is just my talking volume and like if i screamed you you would be va- you, you called the police like you say, my name yeah. is alex clanko and i'm in a screamo band i know how to scream i do i can a scream for hours and never hurt myself um oh yeah this is so, want- see all of this is so stressful though the sound and the walking yeah. and the bah. by this point the first time i watched this movie i actually was physically nauseous and i didn't like it anymore and i was like i'm done i'm done i don't care the first time I watched this movie after it was done, I ran out of the theater. Like I didn't intend to. I was sweating. Just... <laughs> no, like I genuinely like like the credits started rolling and I I went and saw it alone, and I just got up, grabbed my coat and backpack, and just started and just ran down the stairs. And I realized I was like the first person out of this pack theater, like the first person out of this pack theater, like by a mile and it's like i think everyone else just saw a guy sitting alone the credits start rolling i just pick up my stuff and sprint out of the theater and didn't even realize i was doing it i love this movie so much it got my heart going well the joke of the debate was like it was like watching uncut gems oh yeah did you watch the debate i didn't watch it yeah i watched i watched half of it i watched i watched the back half i was like doing something before and then like uh, and I was like, I caught it and like was talking. I don't think I would keep watching if I wasn't like talking with my friend. Like my friends had like a group chat going. Yeah, about it. I wanted to watch it, but I was with someone who did yeah. not want to watch it. Uh, and so um, I could. I, I, you know what it is? I think I've said this before. Donald Trump. Yeah. Uh, reminds me of this kid that I used to babysit, who was the seven-year-old yeah. with ADHD. Uh huh. And he'd make me really angry because the side effect of having ADHD as a kid, I guess, is you're a yeah. fucking asshole. Like this kid was so yeah. rude and would say things that would melt my face and would say things to me like, shut up, woman. He's seven. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so, and I would get an anger inside of me that I didn't know, like he would provoke something. Yeah. And that's what it feels like every time I watch Donald Trump talk. So I don't sense. care for him. I don't care to put myself through that. That being said, Maybe he's dead right now. That yeah, we are talking to us on the day of everyone finding out he has COVID. <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited. I don't care, but actually, I should stop talking like this near my phone. I said a lot of stuff that would get me if, if Homeland Security is real and stuff. <laughs> well, if Homeland Security is real, you are not an American citizen. What? Oh, not count as Homeland. Boo! Yeah, boo! Yeah. Oh, my elbow. Um. Oh, I really hurt my elbow. I got too excited. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go grab a drink. Just leave it rolling. Uh, okay. Is it okay? Mm. Take a take a quick a twist. Okay, I'll. That's the problem with doing this online. That's the problem with doing this online is like it feels weirder to go grab a quick drink or grab. I also just 
fucking yeah i'm talking over you because it's hard to know when you're talking because i also can't see your mouth moving because we're just pixels right now all right go get your drink okay (laughs) so you missed him yelling at him you missed lakeith i mean they've all been yelling this entire time yeah, but, I missed the yelling in Uncut yeah. Gems. I missed the part where they yell at each other. <laughs> yelling at each other about watches. But that is a thing that they do. They loan watches to each other. And then, like, yeah. they'll sell. Like, if we didn't have a watch, we would mm-hmm. call another store down the street and then go get that watch and sell that watch through our store. But, like, I don't understand how that's advantageous. But I guess um, then it's like, I don't know. I don't know. It was a really know. weird culture. It's a really weird culture that is steeped in the mob. Yes. Um, and it's and it's um yeah, because a Rolex is it it never depreciates unless you like beat the shit out of it. It only yeah. goes up in value or stays the same. It never gets shittier unless it's unless it's worn to death. So yeah. these people they what they do, it's like the scenario that they would explain is that they'd be like, oh, no, they killed this fish. Okay, um, no. so the way that they would explain it is it's like you have this watch because if you're traveling and something horrible happens to you, you're fine. You can always sell that watch and that's your money. And I'm thinking, like, yeah. where are you guys traveling that something horrible is going to happen to you? To the point where, like, you better be wearing your wealth on your hand, or else you're fucked. And it's and like yeah. that was a scenario that was explained in that store multiple times a day. And it's like, what? Yeah. What? <laughs> like, no. It, what mentality is that? The um, thing about this movie that I really like about, like, you know, they're saying they shoot the long lenses and whatnot. Mm-hmm. They have a different like focusing system. This is the whole is the level of nerdiness that I have is that they have like a different focusing system that uses like lasers and shit but it lets them do these long lenses with like really quick free focuses so oh. you can have like what do you uh, mean lasers uh, uh that they have like a laser on the camera that measures distance and they use that to refocus really quickly whoa yes so Did they th- create that no no it, w- it was around briefly and then but it's like like a few movies have used it but they i think they used it very well i never heard that before did did the parasite use <laughs> parasite? My favorite. I have movie. no idea. Parasite's great. I mean, we've we talked about how much we loved it already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this, I guess, it is Passover because they're doing the whole like they eat the celery and stuff. That's Passover, right? That's Passover, right? But yeah. they also have food yeah. for Rosh Hashanah. Do they like an I, apple I'm and just... honey? I don't know. Yeah, this yeah. is very ignorant. Cut this all out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're just, you're talking, Get rid of it. A, a very Catholic Italian and a man who grew up around Catholic Italians being like, hey, hey what the Jews do, you know? <laughs> no, we have a lot of Jewish people in our lives. My dad wants to be Jewish. He wants, this is the story of my childhood. My mom got in a car crash in like the Jewish area, like um, Bathurst and Steeles or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And when my dad came to see what happened and he'd like bike down or whatever. And then the man in the car, like, he, sees my dad and he goes don't even talk to me i know exactly what part of israel you're from (laughs) that's not from israel (laughs) he just looks looks acidic acidic. that's a similar with my family up the whole theory that my uh uh 
great grandparents definitely lied about being not Jewish to leave Europe at some point. Okay. Yeah. Because well, my grandma's got a weird Jewish blood disease and like Oh really? And like you look at my grand look at my mom's side, my grandparents like from both from Poland look like oh. look like caricatures of Jews as well. Well, you're a little Polish supermodel. Yeah. Um <laughs> Okay, so yeah, my dad's part of Italy is also known as the Jewish part of Italy. That was like its um its nickname yeah. or something. I mean, Jews were chased out at the same time in World War II, right? We all saw Life is Beautiful. <laughs> oh, which I have taped on DVR and I have to watch it. Um, because That's you can't rent movie. it on iTunes. You can't rent it on iTunes. It's like that impossible to find. It doesn't make sense. Everything yeah. should be rentable. What I fucking hate Agreed. about this online shit. If things aren't online, they're not rentable. And it's very annoying. Mm-hmm. Don't Don't make us dependent on one type of medium and then... No, let me watch Life is Beautiful, an Academy Award winning film. I mean, have you heard, like, I mean, you, I've definitely talked about this probably on the podcast before of like, um, no media is permanent. Like, all media is transitional. So, like, the movies that weren't brought over from like film to VHS are mostly disappeared. They're not going to bring them into DVD. The film movies that weren't brought from VHS to DVD have mostly disappeared because they're not really going online. And then definitely the movies on so film that didn't go to VHS, didn't go to DVD, aren't definitely going online. So the movies that aren't going online or being easily attainable are going to equally as like going to start to disappear in the in the sands of time. So kind of do thing. you think that Life is Beautiful never made it to DVD? It made it to DVD. But it's like it's not making it to online for whatever reason. It, and I don't think it's anything to do with popularity. It's anything to do with um, sellability or content. It's just like materially like they're not selling the rights for whatever online thing or or whatever and it's like that is the i don't like it i want what i want when i want (laughs) yeah and i want to watch it how i want (laughs) i'm a child of the future um i have this is why i have all that jazz that i borrowed from jake he has it on dvd that's how this is like it's like an underground i've not seen that movie I've not seen that movie since it was on VHS, I think. Well, I never seen it, and let me tell you, it's kind of boring. But the but the ending yeah. is really really good. That's all it's I remember all, from the movie. It's all because the ending is everything. It's, yeah. it's it's an interpretive dance of his life, and then everyone his life like shakes his hands, and then he yeah, and then spoiler alert. Um, but that doesn't even well, matter. It's because, about a real person who we know what happened to. <laughs> No, 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 no. It, it, he okay. So he dies in the movie, but he wasn't dead in real life. Bob Fosse directed that movie. Then he died like yeah. a few years later. Yeah. Bob Fosse dies. Spoiler alert: Bob Fosse's dead. Fosse. Bob Fosse is. Um, he'll always just be Sam Rockwell to me, and so I'll always have um, a kindred spirit. <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> well, listen. When I saw that Fosse Verdon, it really changed my life. I love that fucking mini Is it good? so much. It's so I want to so watch it. I never watched it. Oh my yeah. God, please watch it. It's the same people that did The Americans. Oh, really? It's mm, so... I love The Americans. It's so freaking good. We've definitely people... talked about like the old 30 Rock. Was it 30 Rock where it's like we're clearly in the gold... No, I can't remember difficult people. It is, we're it is in the 30 golden Rock. age of TV <laughs> yeah. where The Americans... <laughs> 
If a show, okay, we're, we're truly in the golden age of television. If a show like The Americans gets ignored at award season, yeah, <laughs> like whatever writer wrote that was like, I can't believe that that joke made it into the show. See, that's when I think that I it sucks that I'm in Canada and that I should be writing for a sitcom somewhere. And I mean, we started this call with me complaining about like there's no space for me in the media landscape of Canada. Look, the only two TV shows that I got cast in immediately were Americans. So you tell me. Yeah, I know. Yes. I know. Very popular. Well, America. I mean, they I have this, me I have this added, <laughs> I have this added problem of that I'm not the son of Rick Moranis or some shit. Like, I mean, Rick Moranis had to come back. He got hurt this week. I know. This is. Uh, I, I was on a pitch call today, and the first thing that the producer said was, "Oh, I mean, it's great we're on this pitch call when it's such a busy news day." I'm like, "Oh yeah, Trump got COVID," and he's like, "Oh, that happened." I was talking about Rick Moranis getting sucker punched. <laughs> like that was, was his bit, which I think is so funny. It's a good, we were all like, "What?" Like we had no idea it happened. It's a very good bit. I mean, I woke up in the middle of the night and saw that Trump got COVID. Yeah. And I was really hoping that when I woke up in the morning, he'd be dead. But that's not how COVID works, apparently. Not how COVID works. Although, like, I'll like check back in a week. I know Bolsonaro's gotten COVID, like, three times already. So I, I'm not confident he's going to no, die. No, no, people can't get it more than once, Alex. You're wrong. No, Bolsonaro seems to get COVID every other weekend. But do you think he's lying? He might be lying. It's just every time you see a photo, of, if you Google Bolsonaro right now, all his photos are him, like, on a breathing machine in, like, <laughs> a Brazilian, Brazilian guy, hospital. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So he, yeah, but that's he might just be what's it called, like a long hauler or whatever. That's possible. Yeah, I don't think. He I mean, like re-getting it. I think he's just. That's, sick that's the other thing COVID. is like they talk about like all the, the ventilators and stuff. Is like a ventilator keeps you alive. Like, like you can be on a ventilator forever. Like, right? yeah, a ventilator is no good. Like, if you get to that st- part, you might be dead. Yeah, but that is my favorite tweet of the day. Was Lana just type tweeted? Call me when he's on a ventilator. <laughs> good, <laughs> <laughs> fucking good. Oh man, Homeland well, I know like tons, like, kill me. like I know like like a couple of doctors or they're friends of like my mom's and shit, and they're like, mm-hmm. oh, like ventilators are kind of a trap. Like if like like it's like Hippocratic oath to keep you alive, but like at what cost? Like you, you don't want to be on a basically you yeah. like you getting off a ventilator yeah. is very unlikely. Yeah, like 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 it's like it's so rare that someone heals and is breathing again without without assistance when they're on a ventilator yeah. it's such a rare thing and and like there's also like a whole thing of like maybe they never need the ventilator in the first place if they recover in that way and it's like like what is a ventilator then like i don't know i actually don't know terrifying they also don't really know that that it even affects the lung you know what whatever it's a nightmare this year has been a nightmare um and i could really go sylvia brown the psychic claim that a yeah. respiratory illness would come in the spring of 2020 and leave as quickly as it came. What does she mean by quickly, Sylvia Brown? <laughs> Her oh, this is up. <laughs> to go back to the movie. This is one of my favorite bits of that. They going up to his his apartment and his son is like, "I need to shit." <laughs> like, oh yeah. Well, this is reality. Like, you you can't like, go to a like, big family dinner and not expect that boy having to poo. They start it with celery. Good for the gut. Yeah. I think like uh, one of the things people talk about being like, oh, I want like realism in movies and blah, blah, blah. It's like, you don't. Realism is boring. You want realistic things to happen and continue the story and, and add to the tension. Is like, Real- that's what you want. Because like Wait. realism is. Realism There's a show is different called than realistic. Good Time. Sorry. There's a show called Good Time. 
I think their movie's called Good Game. That would make more sense, yes. Okay. Anyways, you just said it. Continue what you were going to say. Um, uh, I, I think people want, like, they say they want, like, realistic things. Or like, this thing is like, oh, that's unrealistic. It's like, you don't want realism. Like, realism is boring. And well, by design, it's boring. It's supposed to be. And it's that joke like, that we want... make, like, it doesn't, blood doesn't read as blood on camera or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Realism doesn't read as real on camera. Just reads as boring. Yeah. You want the kid, to, like, the kid wanting to take a shit makes sense. Like, you're like, yeah. It's realistic. I mean, that is real. But it's like, but it's like, that's like not like realism if that makes sense well what's interesting about these director writers the Safi brothers mm. is that everything that happens in the story so a lot of stuff is like an emotional need and blah 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 but everything mm. that happens in their stories is like a physical need like they yes. gotta get this thing he has to poo he has to go in there like it's not nothing is nothing is metaphorical everything is literal and that's what's driving them forward yes. and that's why it makes you feel so uncomfortable and so anxious Yes, because it's and I, everything and I, you connect to. You you feel you understand what it feels like to have to really poo. And I, I would I would go like one step farther to say that like the real driving force of nearly all their movies is money, and it's something that I think everyone like lack of money or want of money. Yeah. Um, what do I like people really understand? It's like you're right. That is there, and like I think I like about it is that it's very literal, but I don't get bored by it because it's the literal stuff translating to emotional stuff. Like Adam Sandler isn't cold. Like Adam Sandler is like psychotic he's psychotic and he's affected well, by all these like physical things it's this thing also of like you need like it's it's it, it, it's a metaphor well like what does money represent i guess yeah but then he actually but that's also something that you can actively emotionally need and want so mm. it's, it's like scratching two things at once because it's like something that you really see happening in the movie but then it's also something that you understand emotionally. Mm-hmm. So then you don't have to like all the movies I watch. It's all like, like she loves him, but he yeah. had a bad childhood and that makes him behave that way. And that's a yeah. lot harder to portray realistically. And that's why romantic oh, yeah. dramas, romantic comedies suck. Yeah. Whereas this when they're good, bit, they're really good is, though. Yeah, exactly. Aka. I just told you we yeah. can't talk about that. <laughs> I I don't think Manchester by the Sea is is as good as you say it is. It's very good. I had a tough time with that movie. I had a tough time with that movie. Really? I, well, it's just a tough movie. I just think it's no, very unwatchable. Weirdly, I would be willing to do it again with you, but I, I, I no, didn't. we're not allowed. I'm not allowed. I've been told uh, that. <laughs> have I said this on the podcast? That I'm maybe? allowed to to love Casey Affleck in secret and don't put that on other people. And I was like, okay, don't tell. <laughs> <laughs> very funny was, yeah i think i literally was watching it yeah i was watching because my mom wanted to watch it and i was like uh-oh this is kickstarting a real big crush for him and i know that he did bad stuff so i did like a whole deep dive into like understanding what he did and like yeah no saving grace he's a bad boy he's a bad guy that's learned and that is his, his working <laughs> yeah. on himself but he's still like like that's not someone you want around, essentially. Yeah. Except for me. <laughs> anyway, so I'm not allowed to talk about him anymore. So I'll, I'll stop talking about him. <laughs> but enough. it makes you want to talk about him. <laughs> <laughs> you can talk about him. We'll, we'll we'll do an episode on Casey Affleck and Woody Allen, and we'll both talk endlessly about people we're not allowed to talk about. 
Should we just do that for ourselves? And then that can be our like blackmail thing that if any of us ever like, like that's our collateral. Like if we were in Nexium, that would be our collateral that we would give. <laughs> I was on, um, I was on the never seen it podcast and I talked about editing this podcast and just removing us saying like <laughs> horrific things. Oh, no. Edit this out. Edit this out. They know, like everyone knows. It's like, and I, it's like, I don't think we say like truly horrific things, but like, we don't say bad things. We say things there's in the a, moment. Yeah. 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 There's a, <laughs> there's a difference between, I, I think we talk this, like, I think that the, the thing I enjoy about this is that like, we forget we're doing a podcast, which makes the online stuff a little harder. Cause you can't forget that I'm talking to you on the screen. Yeah. Um, uh, but like, uh, that makes us like, I didn't say stuff we wouldn't normally say in a podcast, but sometimes that's a little like, eh, you probably shouldn't put that in the world. Cause we, everyone has a like cleaned up version of themselves they're putting out, you know? Look, I said something in the last podcast that I should have told you to take out. I just named a name of someone that I was like, oops, that was someone I oh, yeah? never wanted to talk about. <laughs> yeah. I was I'm like sorry. listening to the podcast. No, it's my own fault. I can't believe I said the full name. I've always been very like incognito about it. And then I was listening to it being like, and it's literally me being like, you know, that guy, what's his name? And then I said his name. And then I said where I knew him from, like in case oh. anyone was confused as to who it was. I was like, you fucking dummy. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> um, but you know what? I'm going to go. To... No one listens to this podcast. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. We have some listeners. Uh, I'm going to go to the washroom real fast. Just... Okay. Go to the bathroom. Welcome back. Welcome. Alex. I'm back. Yes. Have you ever been to an auction? No, I haven't. I lived across the street from a really wealthy auction house. Um, you live across the street from Christie's? I, Did you live at Davenport and Avenue Road? Uh, no, it was something. It, I lived um, just south of Queen on Niagara, and there was a, a, a hoity-toity auction house. Oh, there's an auction house there? I never knew. There used to be. It's not there anymore. Oh, um, okay. I used to live across the street from it, and I would see very expensive cars parked out front, but I've never been to an auction. I you? feel like an auction. No, I would hate it because yes, it, 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 the 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 journey of of like buying, feeling the pressure that someone else is going to get something that you want. I don't yeah. need that. I can't. <laughs> that makes me sick to my stomach. Yeah, that's how I buy clothes. Sometimes it's really bad. Like I'll be trying on a dress. And then I'll be like, oh, I don't know. And then another girl, I'll see her go in with it, and I'll be like, I should probably get it. <laughs> like, it's like, really? It's such a yeah, it's such a animal, weird part of my brain that I try not to like let out. And I know that if I went to an auction, I'd be like, oh, it's mine, it's mine, I'm gonna stay away. It's my stuff. Three million dollars spent. Yeah. But like, if you go to um, an auction, like minimum, yeah, ten grand you're spending right yeah and i i've never had 10 liquid grand that i'm willing to part with once i bought a blazer for 300 dollars, i felt sick to my stomach and i returned it the next day i can't buy Whoa. big ticket items like that no i i yeah <laughs> me and you both we've talked about this we both have massive big buyers reports on anything even helpful things yeah, like i bought like a writer i bought like an online writer's course with this writer i like it was 500 dollars, and i am regretting it every day and i know it's gonna be really good it's going to be good. You know? Uh, you know what? My friend took an economics like 101 in like year one of university. And she was just like, 
she was like, um, there's something called a sunk cost. It's done. Yeah, yeah. It's sunk. It's not there anymore. And that's yeah, a, yeah. a mentality that's really saved my life. It makes me feel every time I have a, a big regret about something, I go, whatever, it's a sunk cost. It's a sunk cost. It doesn't matter. And I just like walk. I away. will say you are defining sunk cost fallacy wrong, which is like. No. It's a sunk no, cost. No, it, it, it makes me feel better. No, sunk, sunk cost. I mean, if it makes you feel better, hold on to it. But sunk cost fallacy <laughs> is like, is like, if I spent like a hundred dollars on like, uh, 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 on like a, a bookshelf, and then it's not the color I want, so I spend another hundred dollars on staining the bookshelf, and it's not the color I want, so I spend another hundred dollars staining it again, and then fifty dollars like trying to fix it. It's like. You spend, you just keep spending money on something, trying to fix something is sunk cost. Interesting. <laughs> that's different than how I perceived yeah, it all these years, which is like, whatever, you have to spend the money, just deal with it, it's done. But just yeah. know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I, don't think that, I don't think your interpretation is fully wrong. All of this is so fucking annoying. I just wonder what the Safdie brothers' family is like. If this is like something oh. that they grew up around, or if like this is their family, and if this is their family, I feel feel bad for them. Um, his, no his parents are his parents are very divorced. Like profound. So their parents are profoundly divorced. They made a whole movie about their dad and like how they and like they can't good game. Well, no, no. Um, whatever the one before the heroin movie is, I think I think that one might be called Daddy Long Legs. Can't remember. Uh, it's like their first like real movie, and. It, um, about their dad and about like how chaotic their dad was, but was like arguably better, more stable with their mom, and like how chaotic their life was growing up in New York. Oh, um, so yeah, this is what. So like, I, I, I do, I do think part of this is like, and what makes it work is like, it reminds me of different chaos, chaotic parts of my life very well. Oh yeah, well we were talking about this when you left to the bathroom. You'll hear a weird one-sided conversation. My dad's oh, really sick with money. He's so emotional with it. And so it's intense. Yeah. I know. It's going to be a good time. That movie, it's good time or good? Now I'm back to thinking it's good time. I, let me just look it up. It's on Netflix. Yeah, it's great. And I, and I really, like, um, I, I, my only like, two things I want to say about it that I wouldn't, that, that, that the reason I chose Uncut Gems above it, that uh, uh, is one of the directors plays a, um, mentally uh, uh challenged person mm -hmm. and uh does a really i think a really good job oh well, yeah sorry just getting uh, thrown into that dirty dirty fountain must be oh so yeah, yeah disgusting and he really had to it's, be thrown into it that's a real fountain yeah 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 and it's so visceral too and knowing that also like the cameras are like across the street and shit that like I'm sure people are just like, is that Adam Sandler in a fountain? Like, <laughs> when the cameras are across the street. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Look how far away these cameras are. Like, look at the people in the background. Like, whoop. but anyway. Um, oh yeah, it looks the far. one. That, yeah, one of the directors plays a, a mentally challenged person, and he talks about in preparation for the role, he would just like be this person around and see if people treated him differently. See like how it was and he's like the way people treated me made me rethink how i treat people with mental uh, uh issues oh. and he's like because like and like if you watch the movie he like i didn't know watching it like i thought it was a like i'm like oh cool they got like an actor with this and then later i'm like oh no they didn't he just got a guy playing some nondescript 
mental Interesting. I wonder how you prepare for that. I would find that very hard. I wonder if Leo's performance in Gilbert Grape holds up. Because I remember thinking it was good, but that was like 92, 93. Yeah. I, and, and, and I'm still I, good. You know what? I don't know. That is an Academy Award nomination I'll allow for Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> that I, 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 feel, I, I feel conflicted when it's like big budget stuff like that. Whereas like the reason they... They t- they've talked about like the reason they had one of the directors play this is they wanted it like it's part of the movie that one of the two main characters has a mental handicap but they like they knew the shooting schedule was gonna be really hard they knew it was like gonna be almost entirely at night there's gonna be a lot of like gunshots and whatnot and they were like no they couldn't find anybody who could commit to that feasibly without yeah, it I becoming wonder. very overwhelming. And they were like, well, we it's didn't... very possible because like Ryan Murphy has, well, I, I don't know if it's the same thing, but Ryan Murphy has actors who have Down syndrome all the time and they're good. Yeah. yeah. And they don't play like, oh, this person has Down syndrome. It's just like a person in, in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. is nice. Um, yeah. And but I don't know. I don't know. It, 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 I, hmm. I, I imagine for someone like with Leo's disability yeah. in Gilbert Grape, a film schedule would be very, very demanding, but I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, that I truly movie, don't know. Gilbert, Gilbert Grape's yeah. a wild movie. It's kind of like the precious of its time. Yeah, I, I, it doesn't, I don't, it doesn't hold for me, but I feel like, a, I feel like it's a little bit of a time and place movie. It's a little bit of an event movie at its, it's time, you sadness. know? sadness. What do they call it? Like sadness porn. It's like, yeah, yeah. The worst thing is, you know what show was like that? Oh, you know what? Who just played this is Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo in that new show, I know this much is true. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy shit. He's so good. But that show was really painful. I got three episodes in and I was like, I'm out. It makes me cry from beginning to end. Uh, I just want to pop in and be like, I love this scene of just like him crying and breaking down and being like, I fucked up. I don't, I don't know what to it. do. <laughs> I, think it's I don't know what to do. Scene. And then, oh no, no, and, no, no. But it, it is and supposed to be because then the next thing is him realizing he could win money and just one yeah. eightying, like undoing whatever this is, you know, like to you using her. Like this is so empty. Uh, I love it. I love it so it's much. It's so stupid. He's just of, acting like so Adam Sandler. I know. I know. Uh, I. That and I think, oh, I, I, I love it because, like, he's like, she's buying into it. And I guarantee you, a lot of people bought into it in this movie of being like, oh, it's like the, the depth of it. But then the next scene, you watch him 180 and put it away. And it's mm. like, oh, he learned nothing. He learned absolutely nothing. Like, you know, like, it's like it was all playing. Yeah, he's, um, <laughs> selfish narcissistic shithead yeah 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 it's like this is the most like this just means like one of the best <laughs> this is this things. is my favorite part though <laughs> yeah yeah it's one of the best like, yeah gets the gets it tattooed on, his, on her ass oh, i love it <laughs> yeah and all of them have this type of door eh? it was that door at the watch store too i guess because it's for obviously it's security. For security or whatever yeah, but yeah, it's like yeah a lot it was a lot we had the nicest security guard at at the watch store oh my god mm. he always had girl problems oh this girl <laughs> she would 
always and, I, and he was really handsome he was like this handsome young guy I think, yeah, yeah. I think he was muslim like he needed someone to be his religion and that's why it was like a very specific way of dating oh yeah and i was and i was always like she doesn't sound like the one man she sounds like she's being really mean to you and it doesn't make sense he's like oh, i know but <laughs> every day yeah. i love that guy he was so cute he was such a nice I, I used to work um <laughs> And I think I've, I think I told you about this. Is I, I I worked a few shifts when Mal was still at the ballet school, where I'd be like a doorman at the ballet school. Oh really? But there was there was security guards there. Like there were, like, and my whole job was just to like sign people in to the ballet school and like press a button to let them in. But there was security guards there, and I was like trying to figure out like why I was there. It's like oh they just they know that ballet people who are coming there for like those night things or whatever these night gatherings are, where like they practice or a performance or whatever. Um, don't want to talk to not white people. So I'm just there dressed nice to let them in is like wow. kind of part of it. Wow. And, uh, but I would just talk to these like really nice, really cool security guards. And there's one guy who like came from India and was working the night shift and just hated it and hated his life and hated all of this. Be like, I want to leave. I want to go back. I want to like yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, and I, I don't know. I don't know if he went back. I don't know what he did, but he, um, I kept telling him, I told him like, don't work night shifts. Like night shifts suck. Like that's for sure. Like, what his problem? You live is. in Missis- You live in Mississauga. You drive in to downtown Toronto for a night shift. Like yeah, man, that life sucks. Don't do yeah. that. Don't do it. And he's work like, at but, a fucking uh, grocery family, store. I need a job, and I need like, like I'm like, how much are you getting paid? Like I'm like trying to like like sell him on another idea. Like how much are you getting paid? What you got going on? Like what's your thing? Like what do you like to do? <laughs> and it's and true, I think it's weird that like no one had told him or asked him these questions before it was kind of like a weird thing well because he probably it was probably really hard to get a job yeah. in the first place but now that he has that yeah. job he'd be able to get another job yeah 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 no i i, I heavily empathize with him he was a very yeah, nice yeah. guy i really liked him um he's but i he, know that feeling of being in a job and thinking you can't leave it even though there's so many other options for you yes 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 it's the life we lead <laughs> yeah this is the life we live um, so this back, this back third, fourth of the movie is like my f- favorite. Cause like you just watch, like you think he's made better decisions and you just watch him make the worst decisions he'll ever make in the movie. It's but one of my is, favorite things. This is like, you ever see this movie? This is like a classic gambling story. Oh yeah. Uh, That's what makes it cool. Movie? Yeah, yeah sorry, it makes yeah. it okay. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry, sorry. Cool, not in like an idealized version. Cool in like, in like a, a reflection of a, of real life and a reflection of a problem in an interesting way that makes you think about it, makes you like care about it, and makes you. No, no, me. for sure. No, no, I understand. <laughs> I get it, Alex. This is your. Yeah. This is your. You've got mail. <laughs> in a, a lot of ways. <laughs> a lot of ways, yeah. You little freak. Um. We did. You've got mail, right? Mm-hmm. Oh my god! That's where uh, Tom, that's, that's where. How does Tom Hanks fuck come from? Yeah, I hope someone draws that. Only Brian I Edwards. Do too. <laughs> you have to draw. Um, oh yeah, we'll promote this at the top of the show. Yeah. Actually, we should do a little promo for the show that's coming out on Monday. Be like, hey, there's a thing. It's October fifteenth. Oh yeah, draw. Yeah, yeah. We should actually. draw something. Yeah. Be inspired by the episode. Don't draw us weird, okay? <laughs> that should be the. Not draws weird. No, like don't draw uh, us like naked or something. <laughs> no, draw us naked, but like guess at what you think we look like naked. No, don't do that. <laughs> um, uh, 
an aside of this is that I again I really like this movie. I had more than one person where I said I like this movie, they're like, a forking course you do. Like this, like them being like, this is the most Alex movie of that. It's so stressful. It's so weird. It's so like Well This movie just it's very like teenage boy like it gets <laughs> him excited. Like you can see it. It got basketball playing. It got Adam Sandler. They know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, I, no, 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 no. I, I mean more of like, of like, like I told, uh, I was on a Mike Carosa from Bummer Boys podcast. Stop uh, plugging your other podcast on our <laughs> podcast right now. Do you plug this <laughs> podcast on that podcast? Yes, I do. You better. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that the difference of opinion you you two have through the podcast is very funny. I might be like, it's great. Plug your own podcast. And you'd be like, <laughs> dare mention it. It's because I was but, first. We should have Mike on and then vice versa. And I'll be on yours. It'll be a special, a very special episode. We'll, we'll do it. We'll do a cross. Um, or we could just uh, do one episode and then play it on both and call it a night. Oh man, save me some editing. Would love it. Uh, we'll do yours because it seems like your episode wouldn't have to be um, edited. as edited. Uh, I have a wait, oh no, I, I was telling him of like he's like oh I'm doing like I'm doing like watching a movie tonight. He's like what movie are you watching? Like Uncut Gems. And he's like oh man, your heartbeat's gonna go. And he's like honestly, it's one of my favorite movies. And he just all caps sends back a fucking course. I knew that. Like <laughs> of course. Like you're a man on the edge, and this is a movie about being on the edge. Uh, I don't. <laughs> See, you know what, though, Alex? Maybe other yeah. people see you very differently than I see you. I don't get a nervous edge quality from you. I see you having issues with the world, but I don't see you like yeah, being like I, a I nervous think, on the edge no. dude. I think I think you're you're definitely right, but like the media I like and the and the things I like that I find not really calming, but I, I engage with well are stuff that are reflections of that nervous energy and that and i definitely like i think if you knew me when i was younger you definitely see more of that energy and i either calm oh, down yeah. or more control of it uh you talked about your stuff can i talk about the most alex story i'm gonna tell about uncut gems okay so i'm playing i'm in this dungeons and dragons group we're playing dungeons and dragons <laughs> Already, i don't want to hear it. uh so my character is a divorced man uh who's trying to win his wife back and we're gladiators. And the very beginning of this, I bet against us to try and win money. And I called it, I'm doing an uncut gems. And I kept like, because we do like a video chat It could also thing. be called the big short. It's the big short. Oh, the big short, yeah. And I, and, I kept, and I kept like betting against us and like doing these like weird roundabout plans to make sure that like my insane parlay would happen in Dungeons and Dragons. That's so, just, I I wrote a sketch once where it was me and Jonathan where we kept being like we can't afford yeah. this house we want to big short it they're like no that's not a thing <laughs> like just don't worry about it we want to do a short we want to make it big do what you got to do <laughs> I love that also in your big short sketch you also do not understand what a big short is you're like yeah fuck <laughs> it we're big short <laughs> we don't oh my god. <laughs> What this movie really gets, though, is the feeling of, well, it, it, the whole movie emulates the feeling of watching a sports game. And then at the end, when you actually watch a sports game, like I didn't watch the Raptors yeah. that much this year because it was physically painful for me to watch it last year. So this year yeah. I was like, I'm only going when they're really close. Like, mm. I can't do this again. I can't watch mm. every game and feel nauseous. Um, uh, uh, so, here, yeah, I agree with you. So here, here's the guy. 
that we talked about earlier who hits on her uh the gross guy that she then uses to like kind of get the money out of the casino um and uh my story of it, it yeah it does look like michael does my story is like they like this guy's like some sort of weird la guy that the safety brothers met really which is, like yeah like he's like a weird dude who like he has a weird history and, and but they they basically just told like most of his lines aren't written they just told him like just just hit on her just talk blah 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 like brag about yourself and i want you to come in like, my room is the first thing he says to her yeah 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 it's yeah. terrifying yeah and um but like there's a scene in the helicopter when he like because he's a helicopter pilot and, like flies them out there's a scene in the he- flies them out and he's in a helicopter where the sound apparently was fucked by the helicopter but he's like trying to brag to uh to to trying to brag to her and one of the things that was cut out that they think about like in this interview they're talking about all the time is that he's like um he's like you gotta see me shower i look great in a towel no one looks better in a towel than me you know who he reminds me of actually he does look like a like a wrecked version of michael douglas but also that that producer robert evans oh my god yeah, he reminds me so much of the picture yes yeah, i was obsessed with the kids days in the picture because oh, he's so they're insane. making a movie about it they're no, a movie where I... Oscar Isaac is playing Robert Evans. Oh my God! Yeah, what casting. And Jake Gyllenhaal is going to be Francis Ford Coppola, which doesn't really make any. That's sense. weird. That's yeah, weird. It's weird, but it's going to be so good. It's going to be really oh, good. I was, I was Robert Evans is such a like, like the same reason I enjoy this movie is the same reason I was obsessed with Robin Evans of just like a man who's the most man and trapped in it and just hurting himself by it. Well, yeah, because like so I'm watching wild. that movie and I was like, wow, this is. Crazy crazy every movie he makes touch like turned to gold and i started to be like wait a minute he's lying, he's lying. <laughs> he's yeah <laughs> he got me good though he convinced me for a while i was like wait yeah. a second he didn't make the godfather good what is he talking about yeah yeah and then like anyone else involved in it is just like he was mostly in the way like he is mostly in the way but has a lot of money and would give it to people who no one else would give it to i just love that he's like so I'm dating Ally McGraw, and I see she's going yeah. to do a movie with Steve McQueen, and I think she's going to leave me for Steve McQueen. She leaves me for Steve McQueen. <laughs> like <laughs> in my head, I'm like, there's no it, one. He probably wasn't date, whatever dating Ally McGraw. He went on like one date with her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no, they were together. They were together, and she left him hard for uh, uh, Steve McQueen. Um, so this is the whole thing that's happening in modern times. Not at all the same at all. So Florence yeah. Pugh is dating Zach yes. Braff, and Which the is internet insane. hates it to the point where she I hate posts it too. a picture of him. Yeah, well, people hate it. People hate it. But I told you already yeah. who she, who Zach Braff looks like. Yes, her yes. dad. He looks exactly like her. Yeah. Dad. Anyway, yes. So, um, so like it's his birthday a few months ago. She takes a picture of him like sleeping on the couch. It's like a cute couple picture, and the <laughs> comments are so brutal that she had to disable yeah. the comments. And then she had to do like an Instagram story being like, you know, in this time of COVID, you think that people would be kind to one another, blah, blah. So I've had to <laughs> no. disable my comments, blah, blah. She's now been cast in this new movie that was supposed to be her and Shia LaBeouf, but Shia LaBeouf okay. got fired or like had a thing. So they replaced yeah. Shia LaBeouf with Harry Styles. And now the internet is being like, leave Zach Braff for Harry Styles. Leave. <laughs> and they're like losing their minds. And they're like finding all this stuff that Zach Braff is actually like a Harry Styles fan and like went to a concert of his by himself. And he's like, this is going to be so easy to leave him for him. Like he's going to, he's going to want you to do it. (laughs) 
Anyways. I love I Florence Pugh, but Florence Pugh. I love Florence Pugh, but like Zach Zach Braff is such a shit. And but here's the here's what I do believe is I do believe a lot of really good actors have so much a uh, weird emotional issues that they just date wrong. Like Can I say like something that, like, about Zach yeah. Braff? And I'm gonna sound awful. But like yeah. I loved him when I was 14, right? Yeah. Like when Gar- Garden State, of course. Like I loved him when Garden State. You were 14. Garden State was made 15. for 14-year-olds, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was really romantic. Even though watching it again, I was like, this isn't romantic. He has his first kiss in front of his friend. Anyways, um, <laughs> and um, <laughs> I didn't like that part. And I would watch Scrubs. And you know, he's really fucking going to stop. He's really funny. He's like a really not... funny slapstick comedian. And you know, no, no, I be- maybe he's I believe funny he, in he's, real he's, life. he's a good, he's a good, he's a good comedic actor. People, but fucking like hate every him. every real life thing he does, he's a mo- he's a weird dude who's like sucks. Like, yeah, he also like, like, he, like he's, he's the person behind Gardens. He's, he's he's the person who made Garden State. You think you don't you think that comes out of nowhere? No, it comes out he's of like also being a suck. Behind the movies of the last 10 years that starred Morgan Freeman and Jack Nicholson. What are they called? Oh, fuck. The, isn't it like the bucket list? Is that one on Not there? Not the bucket list, but it is, it is as if the bucket list had, so Rob Reiner did bucket list. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's as if the bucket list had spinoffs and they, these are yes. the movies that he's done. And it's like random, but Zach Braff did a movie with Casey Affleck, which I'm no longer to talk about. Um, called The Last Kiss, based on an Italian movie that I really liked. Yeah. But it also came out around the same time as as Garden State. And it was about a guy who was going to get married to his pregnant girlfriend, and then he, like, kisses, he cheats on her with Rachel Bilson. And it's just about, like, doing whatever it takes to know what's important in your life. It's actually a very toxic masculine film, but... Yeah. Really that's okay. You know, <laughs> you know, you know, what, you know what that that I think that's what I don't like about Zach Braff is that it's very toxic, but he sells it as this soft. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, he's the example of like. So when I, I rewatched Grey's Anatomy a few years ago, and I you always yeah. used to think that the character. Oh wait, this is the scene. Is this it? Yeah, uh, we're there. Yeah, uh, well, because he's celebrating. Yeah, he, anyways, it's he, like you always thought then, that George O'Malley was like the sweet. Whew. It was a sweet character, but then when you rewatch it, you realize he's forcing Meredith into loving him. Here we go. I'm a little ahead of you. He just shot him in the head. Oh, I just saw it right now. Yeah, but I I love my favorite part. One of my favorite shots of this: he shoots him in the head, and then it, and then instead of filming on the ground, it films him in the ceiling. Love it. Wait, so Arno didn't want him to shoot him? No. So Arno didn't want to shoot him, and then yeah. Yes, and like it, Arno, Arno's like his hired goon, less of like an actual employee or friend or something, and so it's him being like, "I don't give a shit. I'm just gonna take your money. I'm gonna take all this money here." Um, there. No, you know, the door is locked, and then is. yeah, I, like this. I don't know. It, it just like the end of this is just insane. Of not insane. It like makes sense of like. They've been playing with fire for so long and that like Honestly, this is what these men Yeah. This is Yeah. If like, it's not here, if it, if it doesn't happen here, it's going to happen eventually. They just keep 
they're they're just constantly almost touching the stove and then surprised to get burned. So yeah, so that guy was just like a higher security guard or wasn't yeah, like yeah. that someone within his inner circle. Yeah, yeah. But where's the weekend? You know, like what's he been doing? Porkin. How do you think the weekend fucks? Selena Gomez. That's really hard for me to say because I honestly don't think I know anyone like the weekend. There's been a lot of people that I can like assume I know. He's very mysterious to me. I think it's extremely one sided. And then like there's gonna be a weird turn two thirds through. I think it's definitely slow. Yeah. And I think you eventually get to where you're going, but you're kind of like, okay, buddy, stop showing off. Like, we get it. You can go for a while. <laughs> like, let's, uh, I wanted to be the weekend for Halloween so badly one year because I just loved his hair and his outfits. And then someone said that that was appropriation. Yes. Don't, don't do that. I won't be the weekend, but I just think that I would look really cool if that's what I was probably. <laughs> I understand. Anyway, that's Uncut Gems. We did it. It starts with a butthole and ends with an eye hole because we're all one. Or <laughs> one big donut. And Yeah, but a bullet hole into his eye. It's like just under his eye. Oh, it was under his eye. Oh, I thought yeah. it was in his eye hole. Anyway, how'd you <laughs> feel about it? Um, I couldn't have watched the movie less, so I didn't mind it. I felt none of the anxiety because I was not paying attention at all. That I, I was also kind of half watching it in a, even less than normal. Like this online shit I hate, but like less I than normal. I hate this online stuff. It's so much easier to watch it when we're in the same room. We'll yeah. be in the same room again. I, 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 have, I have faith that we can be in the same room. Soon. It'll happen. It'll happen. In like two uh, months. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> that was I think, fun. I liked it the second time without even without the anxiety. I like, I like the... What I would say is the character parade that is the movie. It's real like it, yeah, that is that's really you come in, you point. say your bit, and then you get the fuck out of. There. I like I and and I think that's I think that's something I'm really trying to do as well. Of that, like every character is like so much is happening with them. So much is happening. Oh my god, I forgot about the ending. You know what? The first time me and my sister watched this movie, we blasted the song at the end, and we just danced to. It. Yeah, that's yeah. all we did. We're like, what Good is song. this song? <laughs> Isn't it? Because uh, the guy who does all the score is uh, One Tricks Point Never, who uh, uh, is like a, this like cool electronic artist. Oh, I think just died. It doesn't matter. It's so good. Right. <laughs> I think that's the. I think that's the. Uh, that's the episode. Um, this is what it could be like if we went to a club, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> no i don't want to watch this shit's creek trailer i hate that netflix forces trailers on you now i know um you know what the song sounds like like an alien singing it <laughs> all right i think that's the episode goodbye everybody thanks for listening okay. bye <laughs> i'm gonna hit i'm hitting pause in the recording